I'm Jordan Goodman. And I'm Justin Goodman. We're third-generation insurance agency owners and also brothers. Even though we had the same upbringing, we see the world very differently. This caused significant issues in our early years, but we eventually embraced the idea that every coin needs two sides to be complete. In 2018, we launched our second company, Total CSR, with the aim of reducing new-to-industry onboarding timeframes from two years to two months. Since then, we've traveled the country speaking to thousands of agency owners and their teams, and we've come to realize two things. We all struggle with similar challenges, regardless of size and location, and oftentimes, we are too embarrassed to ask for help. The Independent Agent Podcast is our attempt to provide helpful answers to your most difficult questions, anonymously, of course. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 20 of The Independent Agent. I'm Jordan, and Justin's there. They're being across from me. I am here. <laughs> he is here. Present. Present, metaphysically. We're going to start drinking. What my question to you is, when you go to a wedding, what do you order? A beer. A beer? Or two. Never, like hard alcohol? No. No, okay. So now I'm going to hand you what you should Okay, when you when you go to a wedding, right? Because you've just sat in a chair and watched something for like an hour and a half that was probably super fun and exciting, and you need to get out and you need to just relax quickly. A beer probably doesn't get you there fast enough. So the wedding drink is you want some kind of a whiskey on the rocks. Okay, so right now we're going to drink a, a rye. Sometimes it's a bourbon. Sometimes it's a whiskey. You're looking at me funny. I just I'm. I'm What's the difference between a rye and a bourbon and a whiskey? Okay, well, they're both whiskeys. Bourbon has to be, I believe it's like scotch, where it has to be made in Scotland. Like, So there's whiskey. Scotch is a whiskey that has to be from Scotland. I believe bourbon has to be from bourbon, Kentucky. I could be wrong. It could just be a classification um, that has to be made in the U.S. in a certain manner, but I think it has to be from bourbon, Kentucky. Uh, so bourbon is corn, so it has to be 51% corn, whereas a rye is 51% rye or more. So a bourbon's typically going to be sweeter, and a rye you're going to have uh, some spicier, drier. So you know, I don't love sweet stuff. So All right. Here we're drinking. Okay. And, and what happens if uh, there aren't weddings taking place anymore for... Well... I mean, well, a lot of weddings virtual. have been canceled, yeah. you know? You can just drink this at home then. Or the office, like we're doing. No. Ooh. <laughs> 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 and I like my beer. <laughs> you did that little shaky face. I, it did. Like, at first, I, I didn't like the taste, and then it really hit me. But, uh, yeah, I'm awake now. You're awake now. Good. I'm awake. Question one, I manage a small team and I'm struggling with one of my employees from both a productivity and a quality of work standpoint. She's normally very on top of things, so this is out of character. We've talked through some improvement objectives, but I'm not seeing much progress. It's gotten to the point where point that a more serious conversation needs to happen, but it seems like it is never the right time and there is always another crisis with the client that she is handling that seems to dominate any attempt at a serious discussion. How do I tackle this challenge? Well, 
I actually am very curious on how you would tackle this challenge. How would I tackle it? Yes. Uh, okay, let's break it you down. You can't pass the buck on this one. Okay, I'm not going to pass it. I, I, I like to pass these ones usually because this is what Justin deals with in the office, and I just go, okay, I'm going to go to lunch or something. But I'm replaceable, so... You are uh, replaceable. Good managers try to replace themselves, right? Next Jordan up. Yeah. Okay, so they are... She's normally on top of things, but she's been struggling lately, so she's obviously got something going on in her life, right? Maybe it's coronavirus. Wow. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's marital issues. Maybe it's health issues. Maybe it's coronavirus. Um, so we're talking about someone who used to be competent and successful uh, and now is not. So there's something going on there, or they could just be bored, which frankly happens to me a lot, so I have to keep things fresh. But now that it's gotten to a more serious conversation, you got to be forthright. The the biggest problem I see right now is that you're allowing them to dictate the the nature of this con- conversation and when or if it happens. Um, if, if you're the manager, you need to say, hey, we really need to talk. Carve out 10 a.m., 15 minutes on Tuesday. The clients will be fine. We really need to have a serious conversation. And I have different thoughts on something like this. Um, I mean, if you guys have been listening, you could tell that I'm kind of the more direct to the point type of guy with some of these things. But I've had a lot of people say that I come across as as aggressive and insincere and that I don't really care about them. And it's not that it's just, I like to be to the point, right? So I found success in my own life, putting together my thoughts in an email and laying them out ahead of time and saying, here are my concerns. Here's what I've been seeing. I'd love to talk with you further about this. Can you think through some of this and then let's discuss that way they don't feel like it's coming out of left field because it's entirely possible that she or it was a she yeah she's not aware of these things um, but she could be very aware of what's going on and I think you just sit down and explain hey I used to see A B and C now I see X Y and Z is everything okay are you doing all right and start there yeah and 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 work through it and if if she's combative and you know fights it then you have that ser- more serious conversation of, look, we need the best of the best here. We need the best of you here. And if there's any way we can help facilitate that, if you've got other things going on, let us know. We're happy to help. But if it's not that and there's something else going on that you're just you're frustrated here at work or you, you can't do the job anymore, we might need to look at you know replacing you. So I think you have the caring conversation first. And if it's not well-received... Then you go into the hard one. So I think the encouraging thing is that the person likes dealing with crises. That's where they seem to put their time. And so... Okay. Can we have an honest conversation real quick? There's always a fire. I know. I I have a point to this conversation. My goodness. Let your brother talk. There's wisdom afoot. Here we go. That person likes dealing with crises... They may blow them up bigger than they are, but you can leverage that in this conversation. And this is really their problem. It's not your problem because the organization can always find another person to solve 
a problem that you know works the desk, etc. So what you do in this situation, I know a problem that works the desk. It didn't make sense what I said there. Um, you can find somebody else for this role. You can let them go and replace them. Yes, with thank you. Yes. You translated Justinese into uh, plain English. Thank you. What you can do is say to them, "Here's this problem." This is your problem to solve because it is no longer workable for us as the agency, and you are falling short in X, Y, Z area. How are you going to solve this problem for the agency? And you put it back on them. Now, they are either going to make a bunch of excuses, and you'll say, that is fine, but I still need you to solve this problem for me. I need you to get on top of this and solve this problem. Tell me specifically how we are going to address this. You put it onto their shoulders and two things will happen. One, it's empowering when you can solve your own problem, but two, you're going to find out either there's something that's an extenuating circumstance that's really impacting them and they're going to come clean in that moment and just the overwhelming input from them is going to be there's this really big thing in my life that I haven't been sharing with you. I've been carrying the burden all on myself. Or they're going to make excuses. And if they make excuses, then you're going to have a decision to make. But if they say something that's really big and overburdensome in their life, then you can say to them, we understand that. How do we help navigate this so it becomes a short-term problem versus this long-term problem? But still, you have a responsibility as an employee of this company to solve this problem. You put it back on them. That's their burden to carry if it's a performance issue that they've been notified and has not course corrected. Yeah. And as always, you have to put this stuff in writing in their file. Yes, you are. You're doing so well at HR these days. Uh, hey, <laughs> I've learned a few things. But it's, it's their problem to solve. And if they're motivated enough to keep their job, they're going to solve that problem. And you know they can tell you about the different circumstances impacting that problem. And you can lob questions back, but ultimately make it their burden and say, hey, come back to me. I know you're on the spot right now. Come back to me tomorrow and give me your roadmap as a solution for this problem. And then hold them accountable to the steps that they say they're going to take. And if they don't take those steps, well, then as Jordan says, you have an an exit plan in place uh, for that individual if they do not radically change. Now, and and again, on that, every state is different with their laws. But as a rule of thumb, Slow to hire, fast to fire. If you know it's over, put the things in place and, and, and terminate. Like, don't drag things out uh, longer than they need to be. So, we're all guilty of this, right? You have someone, you like them, they used to be good, now they're not. You're trying to talk, you're trying to do all you can do to win them back into productivity. It's not working. You keep giving them chance and chance and chance. If it's not working and you know it in your gut, you got that feeling in your gut. Put uh, the documentation you need in place and and make the termination. Move on. All right. Question two. The office I work in is old and tired, reminiscent of Milton's basement office and office space. Some might find... Stapler. Stapler. Some might find it to be borderline depressing when they walk in. The aged wallpaper, low ceilings, and poor lighting are starting to wear on everyone. I've tried explaining to management that the office needs a facelift, but we can't even get a fresh coat of paint. How do I persuade management to make some much-needed improvements? If there's anything that can be done in the meantime to lift the mood short of buying everyone red staplers. Well, I went first last time, so you can go first this time. So, a couple thoughts. One is, if 
everyone who's been employed there, I actually think this is probably a newer employee because it's not like it just suddenly grew old and stagnant in there. People, the office has been this way for a while. So people came to work looking at this old age wallpaper and low ceilings, and they've been there for a period of time and knew that going into it. As far as uh, things that can be done, I think you can celebrate the awkwardness of the environment and call it what it is. Kind of like if you had an old beat-up vehicle and calling it the beast. It's so cheap. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I am thrifty and... Uh, Paint is super cheap. Okay, one of these days, can we take a picture of the painting that you paid for that is on the wall down the hall that is essentially From like home goods? Look, it's got white up top and then it's got black underneath. And we paid a consultant to come in and hang that thing. She got it at home goods. It's not like it's some expensive thing, it's artwork for the walls. And just because you don't have like the emotional, like artistic. I, I get depressed every time I look at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather? Bright, happy. Justin, uh, we asked you what you wanted for your interior office, and, and you didn't give us anything. Well, because I, when I'm in my office, I stare at the computer screen. But when I'm out and I see <laughs> when, this... When you're, when you're walking by that one corner of the office... It's a square that's about eight feet by eight feet. <laughs> it's not eight feet by eight feet. <laughs> and the top four feet of the rectangle have white, and the black four feet underneath it is black. Yeah, it's like a modern abstract piece. Like I, I, I agree with you. It's not like whoa, but again, it was a home goods piece. Yes, but home goods had bright, fluffy stuff. So, as as Jordan mentions, home goods, you could get some artwork there and 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 replace it there but i think you you own the beast that is your office i don't i'm with you i i, I couldn't work in an old and tired environment I, I i couldn't i'd lose my mind so i get that there's certain things that like desks that are very difficult to replace because they're expensive right however you guys could even if you let's say you're a small agency and you can't afford to do things right you guys could say hey why don't we all like chip in together and let's take a take a work day and make this place a better environment and it's got old <laughs> it's got old wallpaper the wallpaper needs to go right so you guys can have a day where you tear down all the wallpaper you know fix what needs to be fixed paint the wall white throw up some artwork throw up some fake plants or real plants and with a little elbow grease you know your your office is going to feel completely different it's not that complicated. You can keep all the furniture, all the expensive stuff, but some paint and some volunteer work, I think, would go a long way. Just made me think of mom and dad. They're you know redoing their master bedroom and the downstairs bathroom. Uh-huh. And uh, for those who don't know, we why have, would anyone know this? <laughs> I guess there's no good reason, but but we have a downstairs bathroom that has padded we, walls. Our parents, our parents have. have we no longer live with our parents. They have a downstairs bathroom that has padded red walls. Like an no, insane- they're pink, aren't they? Red, pink. <laughs> okay, but it's what did mom call the other day? It's a, it's a, it's got like a like a scenescape on them too. You know, all I know is they're they're padded like with three inches of. My my parents have downstairs two bathrooms. Right, both are like 
single bathrooms. They made what it is, men's and women's. What is men's and what is women's? <laughs> the women's, my mother calls the powder room, and it is the padded one. Um, are they keeping the padding with the remodel? No, they're getting rid of it. Wow. Yeah, and actually when they're taking it off, underneath all the padded is the old wallpaper that they have. Nuh-uh. Yes, which I want them to keep because I think it's amazing. Wasn't that like yellow or something like that? It was white, and I think it like had like like blue. Oh, the blue stripe? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, wallpaper. So I think you own the beast because unless the person's willing to spend the money or unless you get like Joanna and Chip Gaines to come in and do a fixer-upper on your office, which that could be their next A little paint goes a long way. A long way. Do a light color. Because you know what I'm, I'm picturing? I'm picturing everyone's got those really dark, old, like probably redwood style desks, right? And the old mauve cubes, and they all got the fabric that's being torn up. The carpet is 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 dirty everywhere. You got like nasty wallpaper that's peeling from places. You got the old lights that are like flickering, like ding 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 ding. <laughs> you know, like worst case scenario. <laughs> that's what I'm describing. Old and tired. That's what I'm thinking of. Right. You know, they also have chalk paint that you could do over that that stuff. That's cheap. Over the wallpaper? No, not over the wallpaper, over the desk to make it like instead of the Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, no, my mother-in-law did that. Um, then then old table they loved and they did they wanted to change the color, but they did that chalk paint stuff and it was great. Do a fundraiser. That'll teach management. Great like a get a arrowhead jug and then like fundraiser for office remodel <laughs> and everyone throw change in there. Hmm? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean honestly, no no no. You know what you do? Is you do a video and take pictures of your whole office, and then put it up and you do a GoFundMe, and you <laughs> raise, you raise money and say we live in this you know situation, and I bet that you could raise a couple thousand dollars to do stuff with. Or you do a video, do an office tour, post it on LinkedIn, and then when the uh, owner sees the actual office on LinkedIn and and sees the video, they may be uh, inclined because they. They don't care as long as nobody else sees that office, right? If if no clients are coming, but if all of a sudden it's been posted on on LinkedIn, they might have a different difference of opinion. Or they may just do tell we, you to take do, it down. I guess I guess do we've we been answering. The, I mean, <laughs> as best we can. You could have an office space party. Yeah, and you just take the drill out and start, and then you kick down the cube. Yes, and then you just destroy the destroy the printer, take it out of the parking lot. I guess you got to take it to the field. Also, by the way, one of the ways we still haven't lifted mood, we've talked Damn about it for years. Good to be a gangster. <laughs> yes, yes, you are a gangster. It's the song that plays. I know, but I have another thing that we actually have skipped at our agency that I'm actually upset by. We were supposed to watch Willow as an office. Yes. So you could watch an office movie in your rickety office to build morale. Do you watch movies anymore? Do you just go to movies? I don't go to movies anymore, no. I haven't seen movies. Justin and I used to, when it was just, this is like nine years ago, when there was just like four of us here, um, when when we first left the company that we were at to go on our own, like, Twice a week at lunch, we would just go and we would just go to the movie theaters. We were in Irvine, right by the Spectrum. They have a big movie theater. We just we'd see every movie that came out. Now we don't see anything, man. 
I know. We got to watch Willow. I want to watch Willow. Yes. I want to see new movies. Willow. We need to uplift the spirits of, of people. Also, we could always send Olivia out to go and, you know, give some tips or, or something out to the office, right? She could do an office visit there, provide some ideas, some decorating ideas. Is she, is she d- designery? I don't know, but... I mean... <laughs> just offering her services you know she might sell some business while she's out there right okay perfect <laughs> perfect okay i think i'm gonna finish my whiskey and go home i hope everyone's continuing to be safe out there uh if there's anything we can do to answer your questions please email justin at total csr if you would like to have us make your favorite cocktail or beverage whatever that may be uh, shoot me an email, jordan at totalcsr.com. And everyone have a blessed day. Cheers. <laughs>